It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 3rd of September. The USA survives a scare. Donovan's performance leaves a little to be desired. Britton Johnson joins us for the summer interview series as we talk about the look back at where the Jazz ended last year, where they are today, and more with the pre-halftime and post-game show host of the radio coverage. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making your jazz experience way better. Britton Johnson and I had a lot of fun last night catching up. Had a super conversation. That'll be this week's summer interview series. We look back at last year, and then we'll focus today on what Mike Conley will do for Donovan Mitchell. But let's get to the World Cup event today as the USA barely survives beating Turkey in the World Cup. They won it in overtime when Chris Middleton hit two free throws. The U.S. was absolutely lucky to survive this game. They should have lost it in regulation, but Jason Tatum was fouled with .1 seconds left on a three-point shot, and they should have won it, lost it in overtime, but Turkey missed four free throws late in the ballgame. And frankly, Donovan, who was terrific against the Czech Republic, was not great in this game. He went down at one point and had to leave uh, due to injury. Uh, the He uh, came back into the ballgame, didn't start the overtime. His minutes played was uh, certainly high. Uh, he made a terrible turnover late in the ballgame that just about cost the USA on a drive right. He got caught in the air uh, with nowhere to go and threw the ball away. He had an offensive goaltending play late in the ball game in which he went up to try to get an offensive rebound and grabbed a hold of the rim and ended up costing Joe Harris a basket. He shot three of 12, Oh, of three from two, three of nine from three did not go to the free throw line. Turkey sat in a zone defense for most of the game and, the U.S. looked ill-prepared for it, frankly. They didn't look as though they understood what it was going to be. They didn't look as though they knew how to attack it. They didn't seem to have a very good strategy to it. It was stunning how bad the USA looked and how bad their young stars did. Donovan, 3 of 12. Jason Tatum, 3 of 11, driving the basket aimlessly at times. Uh, 3 of 8 on his two-point shots, 0 of 3 on his threes. And... Jalen Brown played just six minutes, was 0 for 3 today. Turnovers, 5 by uh, Harrison Barnes in the ballgame, 4 by Jason Tatum. Uh, The U.S. could not penetrate the zone defense, and the big men, Miles Turner and Brooke Lopez, uh, both looked out of sorts Didn't and didn't seem to impact uh, the zone defense at all. Frankly, Joe Harris and Kemba Walker were the two heroes today. Chris Middleton also. Jason Tatum sprained an ankle late in that ballgame. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, with that, but Chris Middleton may take a very large role on this basketball team uh, before it's done, but they were thoroughly outplayed today in a 93-92 game. Some of the highlights for Donovan is that Donovan uh, did jump up and play a pick and roll beautifully. He played some def- His defensive intensity was, was great. He had a 
a super steal at one point, but this was not this was not a great day for Donovan. He's unselfish. He moves it. Uh, those principles were all still there, but he was not uh, he was not the best player on the team like he has been, and people have been hoping he was going to be. Uh, at times here, this was not a this was not a good day for the USA, and it was not a particularly good day uh, for Donovan Mitchell either. Now, over in the other matchup, in uh, the Australian uh, played Senegal, who's not good um, and is you know does not have uh, much of an NBA player on their roster. I believe Joe Ingles dominated that game. He played 31 minutes. He had uh, 14, 17 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists. He did turn it over four times. He also had two blocks. He was six of eight shooting four of six and three completely, completely dominated, uh, this game. They, they rolled 81, 68. Joe was terrific on Friday too. So Australia wins both. They're off to going to be into the medal rounds as luckily as the USA almost had to play a game to get into the medal round. Can you believe that? Absolutely. Uh, stunning. Uh, that we were at that point. And then France continues to play well, too. Uh, so Rudy Gobert and the Fran- French team, uh, they beat Jordan today 103-64, to which was not a surprise, but they played well over the weekend um, as well. Rudy today in this matchup uh, played 22 minutes. He had 16 points. He went at 13 rebounds. He uh, had two block shots. He was plus 27 uh, Evan Fournier was dominant in their pr- game uh, previously. Today, Nando DiColo had 19, Gobert had 16, uh, as they beat up on a Jordan team that is is not good. So that's where we sit on the World Cup. A stunner today for the U.S. as they were barely, barely able to survive uh, this one today. Uh, it's the opening week of the NFL schedule, by the way, so we've got all of our NFL coverage going and pounding right now. Also, if it's a long day at work and you're still stuck at the office, open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat and your food be delivered to you wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order or 15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. All right, so one thing I keep kind of coming back to and I keep hearing a great discussion about is what will the Jazz bench be? And I think it's interesting. Kevin Pelton did a piece that we basically have to stop talking about Moutier and Dante Exum as though they're like draft picks, like they've played long enough that that actually holds no weight anymore. Uh, right now, they're just two players who have not found a groove offensively yet in the league. Uh, one thing I was looking at the other day, I, I've been bringing this up a lot uh, with in regards to Dante um, and, you know, some people have been, um, you know, there's been, I, I guess some people have kind of, you know, quibbled with my, my comments about this with Dante about uh, what position he plays and, and things of that nature. And if you, if you dig into uh, some of the back numbers on Dante, this team has actually been better whenever Dante's not been at the point guard position. And this is part of the reason why I believe what I've been telling you guys about Dante. And I, I like him off the ball. Uh, Eric kind of dismissed my idea that he was Trevor Reza. Um, I still kind of like that a little bit. But if you look at uh, Dante last year, uh, when he was the point guard, he played 87% of his minutes at the point guard. We are plus 5.5. He played 13% of his minutes at shooting guard. We are plus 12.6. Pretty good. The defensive numbers were amazing. Small sample size, probably not enough. The offense was only okay. When he's at point guard, the offense was in the 45th percentile. The shooting was in the 37th percentile. The the turnovers were in the 15th percentile. They were bad. We survived because of offensive rebounding and getting to the free throw line. 
when he moves to the shooting guard, the the turnovers actually went way up, but the shooting went way up. Uh, and and the offensive rebounding was actually good. It was only 13%, but defensively, the numbers are just great. So that's an, that's an anomaly, except for the fact that if you go to uh, his 17-18 season, he split time between played 53% of his minutes as a point guard, 43% as a shooting guard. We were plus five when he was the point guard. We were plus 15 when he was the shooting guard. Again, defense was amazing. 16-17. Played 1,100 minutes. This was the last time he played over 1,000 minutes. We were even when he was the point guard. We were plus 1.4 when he was the shooting guard. And the defense was amazing. 92nd percentile, 87th percentile, 93rd percentile. Go back to 14-15. He spends 80% of his year at the point guard, 20% of the shooting guard. And that time, we're actually a better team when he's at the point guard. But that's back to 14-15. So part of the reason that I'm big on this idea that Dante plays off the ball, taking advantage, is I better think it's better for Dante. But the data also shows, while limited, that it's been better for the Utah Jazz as well. So that's uh, why you keep hearing that from me and why I keep kind of giving you that type of insight and comment about Dante. Does it mean I know that Moutier is going to be good enough? No, I don't know that at all. And there's actually no track record uh, that says that he is going to be uh, necessarily good enough uh, to do that so far today's show is brought to you by murdoch chevy i am driving the new blazer right now it's good looking and it's solid it's super great murdoch has been with chevy for 93 years in utah it is (coughs) excuse me it is utah personified the murdoch family chevy labor day sales event was amazing and is still going on right now but let me tell you about this blazer They've relaunched the Blazer, and it drives fast. It's got a lot of pickup. Actually, too much. I keep spinning out of stop signs, embarrassingly, uh, with the tires and things of that nature. It's the 2020 Blazer, and it's gorgeous. It, it's it got a great body shape, super size uh, interior. Comes in at under $30,000 for an SUV. Uh, drives smooth, drives comfortably, drives it feels heavy and strong. Uh, really, really impressed by the Blazer. I drove the Equinox before, which is also in their SUV family. Uh, this is a different feel. They have a, the, the Equinox has a little bit of a zippier feel to it. The Blazer has a little bit more of a pow to it. So check it out at Murdoch Chevy. Uh, stop by, say hi to Ben when you're there. Uh, see everything he's got going as Murdoch Chevy's really amping it up. Out in Woods Cross, also in Logan, it's Murdoch Chevy, 90-plus years of Utah and Chevy together. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. 
That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because let's be honest here. If it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at freshly.com slash locked on NBA. That's freshly.com slash locked on NBA. Summer interview series continues. Utah Jazz Radio pre halftime post game show host Britton Johnson. He might, you might be batting last in the lineup. I, I'm not sure whether we're going to another summer interview series next week or, or what, what we're heading into. So, you know, you only have to follow Ron Boone, Andy Larson, Thurl Bailey, Tony Jones, Craig Bullerjack, and Eric Woodyard. So, not, not, I mean, not really. Well, okay, really tough acts to follow for you, Britton. I don't feel like I have a mess to clean up. Let's put it that way. I don't feel like I have to come in and swoop in here and and save the day. I, I feel confident that all of our our colleagues that you just named there did a pretty fine job for you. So I'm fine being the caboose in this situation. I was going to start publishing uh, what the end result, like the listener numbers of each show. Um, to who, who let, who's in, you know, who's in the lead, try to get some internal competition going. I thought though, that somebody got, might get offended somewhere along the way. Oh, you just got my competitive juices flowing. <laughs> right. I mean, I just, I just know I have to break out my big bomb Majera stories that, that everybody, you know, and maybe uncover a few I've never uncovered before. And I, I usually peak listeners, but you know what? I'm, I'm good to do whatever. I'm good to follow that, that, that nice group. I'm sure they, uh, they made this a fun, uh, a fun listen for you or for your listeners. Let's start this by going all the way back to last year in Houston. The Jazz get that as good a season as the Jazz had, as good a uh, second half of the season they have. They get the matchup with Houston, and we all kind of know, wow, they're on fire. It's a bad matchup if we had anybody else, and they get beat pretty handily in five games. I mean, they really they get they get blasted. They get beat by thirty in the yeah. opener and. What's your feeling on April 25th when the season's over on where the franchise has to go and where it stood at that moment? I'll say this. I thought James Harden possessed, you know, more. I I felt like I learned a ton about James Harden because of how good I know Quinn Snyder is at preparing and throwing unique schemes at at a team or at a player. And when James Harden still combated you know the the defense from behind and still was able to dominate the way he did my mind was funny funny enough David my mind was probably what a lot of teams did when they had to face Jordan it was like what do we do about that one human being Michael Jordan what do we do about one human being and I kept thinking to myself what do we do what do the Jazz do about James Harden and that person uh because it just seemed uh, it seemed insane that he could just shred through everybody. Now, as I watched the Rockets play more and more, I, you know, I, I sort of felt like that. Then my mind started thinking more and more. Okay, Jazz just got to get more offense, more help for Donovan Mitchell. But for whatever reason, my immediate thoughts were, I felt like I was sharing the thoughts of maybe those old Cleveland Cavalier teams that could never get past the Bulls or those, those, uh, you know, the Knicks teams or whoever it was in those that era about getting past James Harden 
right now I feel like the, the NBA is turning to you don't have to worry so much about that, but you have to just find scores and people that can hit threes. And then obviously, you know, something that can mesh into a, a brilliant offense like Quinn Snyder has. So uh, when the changes started happening, I feel like I haven't gone back to that thought process, David, about what do we do? What do the Jazz do to, to stop one one player? The numbers of what the Jazz acquired are – it took me um, three minutes and 58 seconds, if you're wondering, before I started going to the numbers. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the numbers are incredible on what the Jazz acquired. So you go to yep. Mike Conley, and not as a ball handler, but as an open shooter. And Mike yep. Conley – unguarded catch and shoots was in the 96th percentile last year of all players with an effective field goal percentage, which if those don't know what that is, it weighs three point shooting. So equivalent of everything was a two 76%. Well, you go add, go go add Bojan Bogdanovich to your roster and you suddenly have, here's another guy, unguarded shooting 72nd percentile. Interestingly, by the way, 96th percentile in guarded catch-and-shoot shooting uh, and a 63 effective field goal percentage. They've added these bona fide excellent shooters, and that leads to the question, did those looks come, all those open looks in the playoffs that got bricked because of the offensive system you just mentioned or because nobody believed Jay Crowder and Ricky Rubio could make a shot? Uh I think there's an argument for both, but I just feel like that the teams in, in the playoffs, when every possession is just so important, they go in with, with an incredible game strategy on individual players. And I think a lot of it, David was leaving Ricky Rubio and Jay Crowder and choosing to clog the paint on Donovan and uh, Rudy Gobert. And with Donovan's ability to knife through defenses right now, and with his confidence at the level it's at and his humility to listen to Quinn, I'm so excited. That's what I'm most excited about. So I'm going to answer that question for you by saying I believe, and if I was going to lean to one, I believe it was leaving the players. Not that I don't think Quinn's system's incredible. I think you know I do. Uh, I'm in awe by it and how hard that staff works and how uh, willing the players are to implement what Quinn wants. But I'm excited more than anything to watch uh, a scorer with an athletic ability like a Russell Westbrook but an unselfishness to kick out and, and find players that I don't think Russell Westbrook, for the most part, possesses you know, or, or shows, displays. So that's what I'm most excited about, to watch, play, watch teams try to figure out simply, space the floor out, Rudy, maybe come set to pick and roll. Are you going to – you know, I hear you talk about it beautifully all the time. Are you going to drop that guy from the corner down to take the lob away or even from the wing at, at times? Or are you going to try to play defense as best as possible um, and let Rudy get the lob? I think teams, in my opinion, I, I think teams are just going to be baffled with how hard it is going to be to guard the Jazz at times. Donovan Mitchell, you mentioned him, 32% shooting, 26% shooting in the series against Houston. How come? You know, I think the playoff pressure was different. I think you had a Chris Paul and a James Harden probably upping their intensity. And, you know, at, at Donovan, I think we have to remember, too, and, and again, I feel like I'm echoing a lot of times things I hear you say, I hear Ron say, all of us say, he's young and probably had to figure out 
his best percentages, right? That floater, eh, tough in the playoffs. Get to the rim or pull up for three or space, you know, or hit a space shooter that's wide open. But then goes back to the other problem. Well, if Jay Crowder's not hitting, maybe Donovan needs to say, you know what, I just, I just downloaded my last three possessions of kicking it out, and I don't like how that download felt in my, in my system. I got to pull up for a tough two. I think there's going to be a lot of learning that's going to happen, uh, you know, through the season. And, and Donovan, we're going to watch him learn. You and I are going to learn and watch what it's like for him to play with great shooters. And I think, point blank, he felt the stress and pressure of not having the helpers alongside of him and thinking, if we are going to do this, I've got to do this. Well, going forward now, the Jazz have, have given him some helpers. And I, don't, I feel like he doesn't have to carry that stress. I think we'll watch that unfold this year he will not have to carry that stress of taking tough twos he's Britton johnson you'll hear him all season long on the pregame postgame halftime show on the radio broadcasts as well we're going to dig in a little bit more about what those shooters do for donovan mitchell the opening week of the nfl has been brought to you by mac weldon over on the nfl shows mac weldon is the premier men's essential brand believes in smart design premier fabrics mac weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now promo code locked on gets you 20 percent off at MacWeldon.com. With the NFL weekend underway, remember you can go to DraftKings.com now. Use the promo code Locked On to get special deals. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I've been telling you about Homie for some time now, and guess what? Homie also, well, not only do they have bright teal billboards that are really funny and all around town, they also can help you buy any home. That's right. We've talked about selling your home with Homie and how you get all they have a set price and you save a bunch of money well they also can buy a home from with homie customers rave about the service they give you up to five thousand dollars back to help with closing costs and fees that's right five thousand dollars back so you can buy any home with or more home with your money you can buy you can't buy any home but there's our limits i, I agree but they'll refund you five thousand dollars back so you can use that to buy more home with your money should have been the way i said it just text locked to eight eight five eight eight that's locked to eight 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 five eight eight. A lot of people think it's free to buy a home, but it's not. So Homie's going to give that five thousand dollars up to five thousand dollars back for you, so that you can use that uh, for your home instead of using it to pay the seller, their agent, whoever it might be. Go check out Homie.com, uh, take a tour, or go to text Lock L O C K E to eight eight five eight eight. That's Lock to 88588. Get an experienced local homie agent who will help you every step of the way. It's homie selling and buying your homes. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, 
chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy, has worked better than any of those for me. And now, the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network, right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. Britton, you just talked about the, the playoff pressure. The I, I like the way you said it. Like the download didn't feel good. He'd drive and kick to Jay or Ricky. What is it going to do for Donovan? And let's isolate individual players. First off, Mike Conley. What is Mike Conley going to do for Donovan Mitchell? I just think while I've, while I've had a job as an NBA analyst for the Utah Jazz, I have, I have watched enough games where former player Gordon Hayward and now Donovan Mitchell have had to play with this sort of stress that every shot they take has a lot more uh, ramification, I guess uh, has a lot more uh, on the line where I watched Clay Thompson, he could miss seven in a row and the Golden State Warriors are just fine. Kevin Durant missed seven, six in a row. They're just fine. You almost feel the sense in, in, in the stands when we're watching home games together, David, you, with, amongst our peers when you're watching it, you know, the road games. Well, you're at the game always. So for me, I'm watching it with my peers sometimes or the guys at the pre-house and post-game show. I, I'm excited to watch Donovan Mitchell be able to lock down somebody defensively because he's that competitive and maybe go down to the other end and, and space the floor and not feel the pressure. And um, I guess not feel like he has to get a big bucket for the jazz. And every once in a while, maybe three plays in a row, he can catch his breath and then come down and hit a big three or hit a big shot. I, I believe Donovan in his young age um, has only experienced stress basketball in order for the Jazz to win. Donovan misses seven shots in a row. Who else is finding those buckets? And when I say seven shots, I'm not talking about seven wide-open shots. I'm talking about the seven shots where he's got to create and go get them on his own. And, and now Donovan can just, I think, take a deep breath when maybe the, it's taking longer than normal to find the shot that night, right? Where uh, most of the time last year and the year before, and what we kind of saw with the Utah Jazz scored. Uh, main score Gordon Hayward when they weren't on it, it things got a little bit stressful and you were you were hoping that Joe Ingles three was on that night or you were hoping that you know Derek Faber was getting a ton of offensive rebounds and I'm just excited to watch Donovan Mitchell be able to watch Mike Conley the way that we all got to watch Scotty Pippen sometimes hang out on the wing and stare with a smile or we have got to watch Clay Thompson do we've got to watch James Harden every once in a while take a deep breath go to the corner and watch Chris Paul go get a bucket um, you know, and, and I, I, I'm not saying that's going to be all game long. I mean, Quinn's got so much motion in that blender offense. Guys are going to be moving around and getting their touches. But there will be times when Donovan is going to feel the relief, you know, of, of having a great, you know, David, I think every profession has it. You know, you, you, you know what it's like when you're doing radio with somebody that, that helps out and, and has a lot of great takes and has a lot of uh, great input when you're watching the game. And then, you know, sometimes when, somebody's not on their game and you're having to carry the load. So I, I'm excited to, to just see Donovan. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily smile more, but just, I, I think get to experience what we've watched the Golden State Warriors players experience 
OKC players experience. Heck, Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard. I'm excited to watch Donovan experience with Damian Lillard, his experience having C.J. McCollum alongside of him. You know, I've brought this up with a few other guys. The other one I think that's going to be really interesting is what Mike Conley does for Donovan off the floor. So hear me out on this and tell you can, I might be nuts. I've totally made this up, but so I think Donovan wants to be a superstar, but he wants to be like the gentleman superstar. Everybody's you know, the next door. That's really hard to do. And frankly, not a lot of guys do it. And the game and the world wears you down. So you don't really get to that point where you, you feel like I think you can do that. If that makes sense. Um, Mike Conley has done that. Mike Conley is the gentleman superstar. And has found a way to be true to who he is. Now, he did it in Memphis, not in New York. But, you know, if you look around, Durant certainly hasn't done it. A lot of these guys, Steph's done it, but it's hard. Uh, LeBron has fought it back and forth. I think there's an element that Mike Conley is going to be able to show Donovan Mitchell how to be the good person, sportsman, teammate, superstar that Donovan wants to be in this crazy world of the NBA. I, I love it. Well, it's funny. I think we've been spoiled a little bit for the last few years with, with the jazz players. I mean, if you're a father bringing your son or daughter or mother bringing your son or daughter sitting on the third row, I mean, you don't see a lot of just crazy outlandish technicals from jazz players like you did with the Rashid Wallaces, the Kevin Garnett's. I mean, I don't remember Gordon getting many technicals. I don't remember Derek Favors every once in a while. Derek Favors, yeah. Uh, George Hill didn't seem to get a lot of technicals. I think that we've seen a little bit of this gentleman type player, but you're dang right. Mike Conley's the tops. The guy's never got a technical. I don't know how that's even possible uh, because of how many times, you know, refs miss things. And he has chosen a path of going up to the refs while there's a free throw or a dead ball, kind of putting his arm around him. And I think he wins them over a little bit like that. But then there's other players that like Chris Paul, I think the refs get so sick and tired of them. They're like, Fine, I'll give you a foul. I'll give you a call, whatever. You know, but I, I, uh, I'm with you, David. I think he's going to be able to give Donovan Mitchell some incredible insight on how to win refs over, on how to win, you know, situations over, moving forward, not getting, you know, I mean, how often do we watch Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook and these guys complain and whine to officials? And it's like, man, just get back into the play and join your teammates down the other side of the court. So, it's going to be interesting. I definitely think that these two are going to just be absolute uh, and an incredible experience for fans uh, up close, especially, you know, in Salt Lake City when they're watching, but also on the road. Because let's not mistake their kindness for weakness, right, David? I mean, these are two guys that will put on the jerseys and go to war. Uh, basketball, sports terminology here. They'll, they'll put on those jerseys and they'll go to battle. Let's, let's use that phrase instead. And they'll do a, he- a heck of a job. And they'll, they'll, you know, put their body out there on the line. They'll get right in somebody's grill defensively, not necessarily to fight someone. They'll get right in the grill and, and demonstrate toughness like we see Rudy Gobert do that will then filter down through the team. So I, I love that you brought that up because I think that, that Donovan can be a charismatic, kind leader like Mike Conley. I think Magic Johnson did it a little bit. Um, I don't think Jordan and Kobe and, and you know, <laughs> Uh, you know, I think Steph Curry kind of does it a little bit, but I get it. You know, usually the, the tough, hard-nosed, mean dudes are the ones that kind of rise to the top, like the Michael Jordans and Kobe's. And I don't think Larry Bird, you know, Jeff Judkins, my old college coach, David, has told me some stories of Bird being pretty nasty to his teammates. 
apparently he was always just riding Robert Parrish because when Parrish came from, I believe the Phoenix Suns, I might be wrong on that. Gold, Sorry, Golden I State believe Warriors. Bird. Yes, Warriors, Warriors, my bad. I believe Bird rode him to death to get him to play tougher. So didn't mean to go on too long of a tangent there, but I think it's a great point you bring up. Now, I remember Bird and Cedric Maxwell, who's one of, you know, now this great character, but Cedric Maxwell and Bird had a huge problem. So Bird had, there were numerous stories uh, around the world of, of Bird having issues with, with teammates and such. Yeah, he, he did. And you know what? Um, I, uh, I can't remember who my teammate was. It was he was at the Chicago pre-draft camp with me uh, out of Chicago, Illinois, or out of uh, University of Illinois. Brian Cook, Brian Cook, when I were roommates, and he went and room and he went and played for the Lakers, and he said the mailman was brutal to him, brutal to him, just really? as a rookie, and and just said he would not leave him alone to the point where Brian Cook said he had to get in his face and said, you know, I'm not your little bleep, so stop treating me that way, and then he said Carl left him alone. So, you know, everybody's got their different style. I mean, I know through all my teammates, uh, I had some that I, I enjoyed their toughness until they were using it against me to try to, uh, you know, put me down or, 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 you know, you know, make fun of me or something like that. If they needed to, to like, like my teammates, University of Utah are, are, you know, the coach we watch all the time, Alex Jensen, he rode me hard, like crazy, uh, my freshman year at Utah, but I knew he was doing it to help the team. And I think there's, there's definitely players that, that do that, but then there's other players. They're just, they're just awful teammates to have. They're not good people. He's Britton Johnson. He'll be with us all week in the summer interview series. Make sure you join him. By the way, the NFL week is opening, and Wednesday on the NFL channel is Crossover Wednesday, where the two opponents go back and forth and chat. So make sure you go grab your favorite NFL team's podcast as well this week. Britton, back with us on Wednesday, and we'll talk about the flip side of that, what Donovan Mitchell will do for Mike Conley. It's the summer interview series with Britton Johnson here on Locked on Jazz. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.